here's a message from Ken LaVica. It's time for you to be able to choose your adventure on Ken LaVica Live, a first time ever. And of course, we're doing it when Ken is out uh, a little preoccupied. I'm Theo Dorsey. I'm in. We got Stone and Jeanette. Stone, hit that open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It's a Thirsty Thursday on Ken LaVica Live. Nice Thursday, too. NBA draft night, Thursday. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy Takeover from 12 to 2 here with you. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Ken LaVica's out. He's uh he's he's getting a certain operation you done. You can say it. You can say it. He's uh, a little below the belt action. Um, snip, snip. I don't even know how it actually works. Jeanette, Jeanette Javier is here. Stone Labanovitz as well. I mean, it's, do they snip? Are they still using scissors for this? Like, what? It, I'm nervous even talking about it. I'm kind of. It's just I don't know. Well, well, first of all, it's called a vasectomy. Vasectomy. There we go. It's called a vasectomy, and I have no idea um, how it's performed. So give me a second. I'm going to look it up. They use a knife. They use a knife. As I was told yesterday. Uh, and as far as what it sounds like, I believe it's a snip, snap, snip, snap. Two so's four clips. And a little tie of the knot and a little... Okay, tch- here we go. And then you never... Because everybody cares about pr- uh, the procedure of vasectomy. With the conventional method, the doctor makes one or two small cuts to in the scrotum oh, to access nice. the vas... Nice. Difference. A small section of the vas difference is oh. cut out and then removed. The urologist must cauterize, oh. seal with heat, the ends, and then tie the ends with stitches. Okay. So that's what can... Had done. I, I I did get reports back. He's 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 on the other side of it. Um, soldiers no longer marching. But um, you're a, so dramatic. What? You're so dramatic. That is a big. That's a huge day for any uh, any young man. And Ken Lavica took a big step. He's a brave soldier, and I'm glad that he's uh he's he's gonna be well. He's gonna be back with us. You know, women go through so much yeah. on a monthly basis. Right. God forbid you guys have cramps. For two days. Well, I mean, it still One is a... time. Are we, are we comparing hardships here? I mean, my guy's going through it right now. And you're already overlooking it. You're so dramatic about it, though. He's like, he's a couple hours out. I mean, the submarine, we, we learned today, um, and rest in peace, or maybe there's still hope. I don't know. <laughs> but we did learn today that the uh, submarine holding the five guys um, ran out of oxygen this morning, right? Mm-hmm, at 7, 10 a.m. 7, 10 a.m. Um, they ran out of oxygen just before... Ken Levicka went under, under the uh, table, under the knife. Under the knife. Not under the table. They went under his belt, and he went under the knife, and now he can, uh, you know. went under the ocean. <laughs> now there's no worries for him. You know what? He, he's a, this is, I, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm slightly jealous. It's like he could just, you know. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Congrats, Ken. Good for him. Good stuff. Um, he, he was nervous yesterday. He I mean, was. He, he opened, he went public with it, yeah. and, uh. He's 38 years old, but he looked like a 15-year-old, <laughs> the, the nervousness on his face. like He was open. He was transparent with everybody. It was uh, mad respect to Ken. Hope he's feeling all right. The text that I received this morning is explicit. Yeah. Um, cannot describe what uh, was texted to me oh. over, over the air. 
Didn't receive any pictures, though, thank God. I was about to say, as long as uh, we, we keep that out of it, we should be fine. We don't want any Brett Favre situations um, yeah, but this here at ESPN West Palm. medically inclined, though. It's not a Brett Favre situation would be unsolicited. It would be. Uh, you're right. So <laughs> This it would, would be his excuse? Yeah. To start I just, throwing just, him around? Just checking in. <laughs> <laughs> just want to give okay. you guys an update. Um. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna steer clear of that. Hopefully today it is a choose your own adventure day on Ken Levick Alive. I don't think that's the tunnel uh, we want to go down. NBA draft day. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, number one overall pick, should be to the San Antonio Spurs later on today when the NBA draft does tip off. Everyone's expecting him to change the face of the league. He's a 19 year old Frenchman, seven foot five, freak of nature, all of that good stuff. But then also, we are entering those dog days of summer, so there's so much NFL you can just throw around, these ancillary NFL topics. And thankfully, here on Ken Levick Alive, we do have the will of topics. And thankfully, we do have great fans who always know exactly what buttons to push. So we're going to do this. We're going to do this. If you, if, do you mind, Jeanette? Because I know earlier we were talking maybe we're going to go 80s movies. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit of slam ball being brought back. Yes. But I think starting with letting our fans steer the ship if we go NBA draft or if we go NFL offseason topics. Is that like something that might, you know, Let's go. get your rocking stone? I get a vote of approval from you as well? Absolutely, sir. Let's rock it out then. So the number to call in is 888-760-3776. You know the number by now. 888-760-3776 to call in here to Ken Levick Alive and help us steer the ship because Captain Ken is uh well he's he's got an ice pack um where his his uh swimmers used to be right now. So we need you right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-37. I don't know how it works. No, 3776. It's, it's, it's just you you sound so uncomfortable and look so uncomfortable. I, yeah. Even you can say it, Theo. Vasectomy. Vasectomy. The word of the day is vasectomy. For uh, Kent, so we'll start off. We'll start off here because I, I want to kind of go first on this one as we spin the wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. Oh, it looks like we've landed on the NBA draft, and that's where I want to start. More specifically, the Frenchman Victor Wembanyama, who is expected to go first overall to the San Antonio Spurs tonight and change the face of that franchise. And we're going to go basic here. We're going to go basic here. The Will of Topics has landed us on this. What is going to be Victor Wimbenyama's ceiling? We see Jay Will right now on ESPN talking about it. We've heard from Woj during uh, the draft lottery. He said he might be the greatest prospect, not just in the history of basketball, but in the history of sport. We've heard people say he's the best guy to come in the NBA draft since LeBron James. Generational, transcendent, all of those verbiages that we've been thrown out there or soaked up. But I want to discuss specifically what we think he will accomplish in the NBA over the next couple of decades as we look to shift towards these international guys. And and Stone, Jeanette, I'll start it off right here. I think Victor Wimbenyama's ceiling, what he's going to reach in the NBA, won't even eclipse what Tim Duncan did for the San Antonio Spurs, which is five championships. I was going to say, that's a great... It's great. It's hard, but which is five championships and a two-decade run of 
keeping the Spurs not just relevant, but 50-plus wins, making the playoffs every year. Victor Wembanyama will not have that type of impact. I think his ceiling, maybe two titles, three MVPs, four Defensive Player of the Year awards. I think he's a top 20, top 15 all-time guy, but not a Mount Rushmore guy when it's all said and done. Jeanette, you've seen all of the pontificating. You've seen all of the NBA teams, including your very own, you know, trying to win, lose games down the stretch to see if they can get in position. I'm repping them today. You're repping the Magic. You got the Magic cap on. You got Paolo Bancaro in-house, so you're feeling comfortable. But when you look over at the San Antonio Spurs, who's going to get Victor Wimbanyama tonight, what do you think his ceiling will be in the NBA here? So I love the world of irony, and I think that's why I'm so obsessed with Ocean Gate. But uh, Ocean Gate is over, though. You're saying Ocean Gate's done. Yeah, but it's it's just the whole thing is the the weirdest, most ironic situation, and I've been obsessed with it. I get it. Anyways, um, all this talk, all this, what's that fancy word you just used? Pontificating. Pontificating. <laughs> Always turns out sometimes for the worst for the player. Mm. Like if I were Victor Wembanyama, and I was kept hearing all this, I would literally tell media, just please back off, shut up. Cut it. Because I don't want any of that because it's going to ruin his legacy. Is he going to get rookie of the year? Most likely, if he doesn't get injured. But yeah. what happened this season? One of the biggest, I guess, stars that were coming out of the draft, he got injured. Kate? Yes. Kate Cunningham, right? He went down. We saw it happen to Chet. Chet Holmgren. That's went the one, down I, that's the one of, yeah. I'm talking Yes. Chet went down. And he was supposed to be a talent, too. Yeah. So rookie of the year, if he's not injured, sure. I'll give him one champ. One champ? Maybe. One MVP for sure. Because the Magic are going to be winning so many finals, it's going to be hard for him to <laughs> sneak in there. Why do you have there. to go that route? What is your issue? No, I, I was giving, I was throwing an oop to you. I wasn't even being facetious. Okay. They're sure. going to get themselves a wrench in there. Don't worry about it. In due time. The Magic have a really good young core. They I are. I love my core. Sorry, I woke up wanting to fight people today, so. Yeah, I was like, I was throwing you a bone <laughs> there, and you were like, you're, you're, you don't even believe in your own team. Not right now. Victor Wimbanyama's ceiling. He's going to go number one overall. There was a guy, Stone Wright, that put down like $60,000 on Vic going number one in the draft. Yeah, there was a bet made yesterday at Caesars Sportsbook, I believe. And his current odds to get drafted number one overall are minus 20,000. That's ridiculous. So there was a better who walked in to that casino, laid (laughs) $60,000 down in return for $300. No. So it's going to be $300 richer Wait, tonight. time out. And I don't know much about gambling, okay? But if you gamble, you can actually lose money like that? As far as well, losing he didn't, money. He's not going to lose it. He's going to gain $300. They'll give him back his sixty k. Yes. So so he hands them over $60,000, and what they will give him back would be $60,300. <laughs> okay, much better than what I originally thought. But still, that is dumb on his part. I, I wouldn't call it dumb. I, I'd... Uh, what are you I, talking about? I'd call it slick. I, I think it's a... Uh, it's, stu- it's, it's, it's pointless. It, it's a glitch in the matrix. I, I think you should go higher than 60000 <laughs> I think if you're somebody sitting on a few million dollars, you go in, in, in front a couple million dollars and get yourself a couple thousand dollars in a spot like this. He's getting drafted number one overall. Theo just used past tense in regards to <laughs> when the Spurs get Victor Wembanyama. Like, what is his ceiling? Like, that's what we're doing. This guy's already drafted. So here, here's the thing, though. So, Stone, you, you and uh, Johnny Rage, our guy here at ESPN West Palm, were talking about this before the show, how much money you could put down and then make on Victor Wimbanyama going number one overall. And like Jeanette's saying, 60 k for $300 to me is silly, 
because it just three hundred dollars ain't that big of a grab, especially in Vegas. If you're in Caesar Sportsbook in Vegas, three hundred bucks ain't gonna get you anything. But it seems like money ain't an issue if he's just gonna throw correct. Down but too. you're right. But if you could put down ten million dollars, what was the number that we came up with that you would win with these odds? I think if you laid ten million dollars on odds that were presented at minus twenty thousand, you'd come away with nearly fifty thousand dollars. So if you do have Ten million dollars just lying around. Yeah, just like a lot of people do. I mean, yeah, it's no I'm big deal. Check under well, the mattress tonight. Well, let me go check the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. Now, that was too soon, Theo. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Literally, these guys. Are, we don't even know. So, wh- whatever. You're right. That was too soon. It was, no, it wasn't. It was, I don't. Was think it timely? I I, I, I I thought it was well done. I sent you guys a bunch of memes this morning. But, <laughs> What's going? What were you saying? Well, what's gonna happen? In, <laughs> what's gonna happen in a situation like this? Bets like this are capped off, so they're only going to allow you to win a certain amount of money. Like they're probably gonna cap it off at a thousand, maybe ten thousand dollars. So whatever you can bet to do that, if you have a community or or your group of trust fund guys, like however you can build that conglomerate of all that money, put it down on one Yama going tonight. Get some free bread. Three hundred may not seem like a lot. But for, for a dad, that's dinner, right? Like he's going to be able to go pay. For a dad. For a dad. For yeah, that ain't going to get you a good dinner for a family of four in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely can. It's $300. No, it, you can well, go, you go to the cheesecake. You're going hey, to the White Castle. You can go to the cheesecake factory and spend $300 and everybody's happy. Like, you're going to Vegas and he's, you're going to go eat uh, the cheesecake factory. He's not in Vegas I with did. his kids. He's not in Vegas with his kids and wife likely. He's a dad, but he's on a solo mission. And that's a great steak dinner he just earned himself tonight. That's yeah. pathetic. Steak dinner along with a bunch of other things. $300 can can go a long way, depending who you are, where you are, and, and, and how you're feeling. What are those other things, Stone? The way you <laughs> said it kind of was like... I mean, $300 can get you a, some nice things for sure if we're going that route. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> Josh Cohen from Josh Cohen and the Home Team, uh, weekdays from 4 to 6 here, says, uh, I forgot his phrase. I forgot his phrase. He's a partner of Rachel's, and uh, he throws it around often. Uh Stay for the come for the come for the shake. Stay for the cake. No, come for the cake. Stay for the shake. Steak. Yeah, come there for it the is. steak. Stay for the no. Come for the shake. Stay for the steak. Ah, something along those lines. Yes, 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 yes. So our brother out in Vegas Thank right now, he's got three hundred dollars. Is yeah. coming for the shake, and he's staying for the cake. Yes, got it backwards. Yes, again. yeah. Stone is butchering the. the it's a thing. tricky spot. Regardless, it's it's super <laughs> cool to be in a spot like this for Victor Wembanyama. Like we know he's going first, and we talk about what his ceiling is. I don't. I think what's most interesting to me is that we've heard guys, and not just guys, but guys like Adrian Wojnarowski. You got Shams. These guys said if LeBron, if he was in the draft with LeBron James Oof. in two thousand, yeah, thousand three, he'd be drafted before LeBron James. You like, think? like they, these verified guys said this confidently. And I think, in a sense, it's hard to argue with with his intangibles, his length, his size, the game, how it was already evolved. And in 2003, there was nobody in the league like Victor Wembanyama, maybe a handful of guys. You can count them on one hand. So that's what makes this interesting. Like, is his ceiling LeBron James? Or is it a guy more built like him, like a Tim Duncan, like you had mentioned? I don't, the, the cool thing is I don't think we know the answer. Jeanette, I thought you were going to go the route of, I don't know what his ceiling is, but I, I'm excited for him to prove it. You're kind of the prove it one on the show typically. Like, I, I'm not going to buy into any of the hype. I want him to prove it to me before I can invest. I kind of feel the opposite. He's going to be a star as soon as he jumps into this. Uh, well, I'm saying I'm coming. I'm kind of on that same thing, too, where I want him to prove it to me in terms of trophies. I don't think that he's going to automatically be. You could look at him and be like, oh, he's going to be higher than a Tim Duncan. He's going to automatically get those five time champs. He's going to be three time MVP. It's I'm hard to say that. Like, Absolutely. No. Number one, he's skinny. 
He needs a little more muscles on him. Yeah, no cap. No okay, cap. so you can't even put, like, Tim Duncan was built, and you want to talk about, I, and the LeBron James comment is weird to me because LeBron James was bigger. So he was tall and bigger, which made him, I think, more successful to have this illustrious career in the NBA. Get that, I looked yeah. at Victor, and I'm like, what? He has height. That's it. And I think that's what comes with it. Like, we can get into a, a whole science debate here, but he's seven foot four. Like there's That's nothing, there's, there, there's no, there's no muscle to fill out. We talk about what it's like bench pressing, what it's like getting under a squat rack at seven foot four. Like you just don't live the same. LeBron's not seven foot four. So he's bound to have a little more muscle. So on what him. would you have? Would you have Victor or LeBron? <laughs> That's a great question. Honestly, I, I suppose if I am a GM, I am going along the likes of Victor Wembanyama. He's tried wow. himself up against some G League talent. Like we've seen him compete against these guys in LeBron James case. It was just high schoolers. Like that's what you went off of and you went off of what it could be. If I had to put numbers on it though, I think this is another really interesting aspect of it. Like if you had to go what he was going to average in his first season, I'm, I think he's a 20 and 10 guy. I truly do. Yeah. I don't know who's stopping him from getting 10 boards a game. You know, that sounds funny to say and he's not just going to rip off the Joker. 82 double doubles. Like it's just not going to happen. But I do think he's a 20 and 10 guy. That San Antonio team has nobody left offensively and he's going to be that guy. They're going to lean on him. They're gonna. He's gonna be the focus. Who would you have, LeBron or Victor? I I, I will still go with the shirt thing. I mean, are we are we are we going back to two thousand and three, and we're going to assume we don't know what happens with LeBron James's career in this sense, or do I have the knowledge of what LeBron has done the past twenty years? You don't have the knowledge. You okay. are in the war room, two and prospects. you have these two guys. You have one who is coming out of high school, and one who played a lot of his ball in French and participated in a lot of G League activities. Oof. And I have the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. And you have the number one overall I'm pick. I'm the, the GM. Do, 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 do. I don't know how this song goes. Because I, isn't it something like that? Do, uh, do, do, do. It's now. Yeah, it's a Superman, I think. Oh. It's like, it's like, no, it's not. I don't know the NBA draft sound. That's a really uh, good poll. I don't yeah, know. Because I'm thinking Pretty NFL. Sure. It sounds like do, 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 do. That's not it either. That's, <laughs> that's, that's getting worse just, and worse. You're getting <laughs> further and further away with each try. Beep, beep, bop. Yeah, I, I, I do love how Theo's buying time, though, to make his decision. Because it's not an this easy This is what one. I would do. I mean, you get All right, a, say your name in three, two, one. LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go with LeBron. Mainly because if I'm a GM of in, a, in an NBA franchise, what's the number one job of, an, of a GM in any sport? The number one job. To keep his job. To keep your damn job. And I, when you draft Victor Wimbanyama, it's an excusable pick, right? But... LeBron just feels like a safer choice. Like like Jeanette was saying, he had an NBA-ready body already, 6'8", with that frame, that kind of feel for the game. Like, he was, again, w- remember the interview LeBron James had, uh, I think it was, I can't remember who he was talking to, but it was one of the famous talk shows back then where they were legit like, yo, if you're not a first ballot Hall of Famer, your career, you're going to be na- known as a bust. Like, that's the kind of prospect he was. Like, Victor Wimbanyama is up there with him like that, but it feels like, again, you can see him failing more than what you can see LeBron James failing, and it played out. You know, I, I have the last 20 years to show for it, but LeBron was just a sure thing. And Wimbanyama is a sure thing, but you could also see him, like, having a, a severe foot injury. Yeah, and I think a lot of the veterans of the league are, are, are licking their chops, waiting to play Victor Wimbanyama, yeah. waiting to play the San Antonio's first team. Chest. Put a shoulder in his chest. I mean, we saw what LeBron James in the G League did to a Chet Holgram, like just ran through him, yeah, literally, like yeah. a bulldozer. Well, Chet was a little cocky too. I mean, I mean, of course, Chet but needed it, to be that stature and humbled. build. That stature and build is is more mirrored to I forgot Victor Wimbanyama for Chet. LeBron kind of played into Chet's injury. 
out there in Seattle. I he, forgot about that. He truly did. Humbled yeah. him. Chet came out and pretty much was like, I'm the next talent. Blah, 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 blah. LeBron was like, bet. All right. This ain't college anymore. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what they're they're setting out to do for Victor. The one thing that does worry me is this day and age of social media. It's not like social media hasn't been around for the longest time, but now every single thing that Victor Wembanyama does is under a microscope. There's nothing that's going to get biased. And in LeBron James' case, 2003, that wasn't the case. Not he was yet, able yeah. to hide a little bit. MJ was able to hide not a little bit, a lot of bit. Not a lot of people knew what was going on in MJ's personal life when he was playing ball. So I, I do worry about that because if he makes one wrong step, if he's – not as clean with the handle as we thought it was going to be. Like, we're going to torch him. So so that I worry about. But other than that, man, I'm going to go Victor Wimbanyama, and I'm a Braun guy. It's a tough spot. It is. It, it's a very tough spot. But then again, like, if you're a GM today, thankfully that there's not that number. Like, Scoot Henderson and, and Brandon Miller, really good guys. Like, right now, it's a sure thing for the Spurs tonight. Vic Wimbanyama's going number one overall. I would pick LeBron James. Jeanette, did you say LeBron or Vic? I you said go LeBron. LeBron. But Stone Lebanowitz going for the upside. He, he's going for the alien. He wants the guy that he's he's never seen anything like before. Seven five, eight foot wingspan, huge hands. I get it. Vic Wimbanyama's that guy. Uh, we're playing pick your own adventure here on ESPN 106.3's Ken LeVick Alive. Ken's out. He had a snip snip. So it's myself, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm not going to say the words in there. Why? Say it. I don't think anybody wants to hear. You can go snip, snap, though, not snip, snap. It's not snip, snip? I think it's the snip where the, you cut the knife and then the snap Anyways, is when you tie the knot. Anyways, it's called a vasectomy. Ken just had a vasectomy. <laughs> that makes sense. The snip is the cut. Snip, snap. And then the snap is the whoop when you tie it. And tie then the what's knot. the part where they have to heat it so oh. they can bring it back together and oh. then put the stitches on You got to cauterize it? Guys. Oh. <laughs> Guys. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. it's my time of the month to come here. I'm just gonna yell about the pain oh I'm experiencing. Oh my gosh. Ken is suffering and he needs us. And all you want to do is is belittle his his own experiences right now, Jeanette. Come on. No, it's come on. It's yeah, one time. Yeah, Get over yeah. it. You'll be fine. Yeah, don't cut Ken short. <laughs> well, he's already short, so there's not much oh, to cut. Oh, <laughs> the double whammy. The double whammy. All right, let's go back to the wheel of topics. We just had Vic Wimanyama ceiling. We even had a little one Benyama versus LeBron talk there. That was pretty fun here I on Ken Levick Alive. Mm-hmm. Let's spin that wheel. Wheel of Topics. Oh, let's look at that. NBA draft yet again, and this time we're going to the number two, or at least the perceived number two overall pick, Brandon Miller. The Charlotte Hornets have the selection they recently brought back in the two top prospects behind Vic Wimanyama and Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Scoot Henderson out of the G League Ignite. Brandon Miller out of the University of Alabama. Uh, better known for his his uh, involvement in that, uh, in that murder, actually. Yeah, in that murder. Uh, Brandon Miller also going to be a great prospect. He's expected to be... An all-star, right? He's, he's expected to be a, a game-changer for a franchise, maybe the Charlotte Hornets. He got a chance to work out for the Charlotte Hornets, who are currently owned by, in, in a minority stake now, Michael Jordan. And he was asked ahead of the draft about the great GOAT debate. Every barbershop talk goes to it. Who's the best? Is it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Some people like Kareem, Bill Russell, whatever. And Brandon Miller, well, he kind of went off the beaten path stone here it is from serious radio no because I, I actually don't uh think lebron is you know 
to go to basketball. I think my go to basketball is Paul George. You know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. That's it. Okay, run that back one more time because the audio is a little a little shaky, so I'm sure if you heard that, you probably was like, oh, I just misheard him. Yeah. Because it sounded like he said what, Jeanette? Paul George. It sounded like he said the, Paul George. Yeah, I need to hear it again, please. So maybe, it, let's just hear that one more time. No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the go to basketball. I think my go to basketball is Paul George. You know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. Huh. Okay. So he... So he he said Paul George. I, I think so. Sean, can George. you confirm? Is that in your research? I I can't confirm. The audio is a little choppy, but uh, could definitely confirm. This has gone completely viral. Brandon Miller calling Paul George his goat. Paul George, his goat. So what does goat stand for? <laughs> Greatest of all time, usually alluded to okay. Tom Brady and LeBron James. Okay, I didn't need a Tom Brady drop, but I appreciate that definition. Um, so greatest of all time, Paul George. Um, how many championships has Paul George won? Hmm. Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! Zero. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, okay. How many? Uh, maybe like MVPs has Paul George won? Zero. Zero. Huh. Greatest of all time. Maybe he has a couple defensive player of the years in his back pocket. Is that like one of his things? Is it? He has first team and second team all defensive team. <laughs> Paul George being Brandon Miller's GOAT is a choice. It's a choice. I wouldn't say it's as bad of a choice as maybe like spending, I don't know, $250,000 to go to the bottom of the ocean. But it's up there. He is an eight-time NBA All-Star. That's a lot of All-Star teams. He's an NBA Most Improved player. That's that's impressive. You know? Um, And he's an NBA First Team. Back in 2019, so he's one, great. One first-team All-NBA all selection. <laughs> and his jersey's actually retired at Fresno State. Oh, okay. Then that changes everything. That's, I mean, he has a jersey retirement already, and he's still playing. He's still playing. He's still playing with the Clippers. Um. Wow. Paul George. I don't even have it. I have nothing on this. Well, you know, when I was growing up, as a Dwayne Wade fan, I used to always argue that D. Wade is the second greatest shooting guard of all time behind Michael Jordan over Kobe Bryant, and I would always lose that battle. I wonder how many battles Brandon Miller's had to get into and lost about Paul George being the GOAT. Like, he's not even the best player on his own team. So I also would like to think, get inside the head of the guy who's about to pick him, like to join the team. Michael Jordan? Yeah. Like, what is... um. You, he says Paul George, the greatest of all time, might be drafted by the dude who is literally the greatest <laughs> of all time. And you're going with you're going to hit him with the Paul George. So I hear that, and in Brandon Miller's case, obviously he's really young, not even a 21 year old kid yet. And and he talked about you know I never had a chance to watch these guys, and I think that's where it comes into play here because if you're picking Paul George, and you do the math on Brandon Miller's age, that means his prime watching years of the NBA, his probably his prime fandom growing up, realizing that this is what I want to do with my life, were those 2011, 12, 13, 14 Indiana Pacers years right, when yeah. they were contending with the Miami Heat. Can't playing forget those teams. <laughs> well with the Miami I Heat. I think about them all the like, time. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, I know we're, we're all laughing, but this, is, I, this has to be his answer because 
I think that team was good. Not that we think about them, but <laughs> you have go. the Paul George. You have the Roy <laughs> Hibberts. You have the Lance Stevenson. You have the, it's not Grant Hill. You can tell me who that other shooting guard is. Oh, Danny Granger. Da- da- <laughs> <laughs> Danny Granger. Like when Brandon Miller was eight, nine, 10 years old, like these were his boys. Like these are the ones oh. that were competing against Theo's Miami Heat and Dwayne Wade. Like this is the answer to Brandon Miller. We can't just go, what the hell did he just say? Like this is the reason why. PG. 13 in Indiana. <laughs> and I think the last name out of that whole roster that you just said, the last name I remember hearing was Lance Stevenson because of the meme. Because his blowing in the ear meme always resurfaced. I mean, I remember whatever. vividly Paul Roy Hibbert just giving Chris Bosh and LeBron James the works time in right. and time out. I remember that too. I remember <laughs> a lot of that. I Also, I, I don't know. I just haven't thought about it recently. My memory's a little fuzzy, Stone, because, wait, who won those matchups? <laughs> it wasn't the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the Indiana Pacers, and it also wasn't um, Brandon Miller's goat, Paul George. It's interesting. <laughs> it's just very interesting. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like, I'd rather go with Stone always drops Mike Miller every once in a while. I would like, go with that. Yeah, go, go with that. I mean, that would just be like a – that would be satire. And he could have taken that route, but I think he was being serious in this case with PG-13. I think he was being serious. If you want to make a serious decision about where you kick it, maybe watch games, maybe just get some drinks and eat some great food, well, you need to make the decision to go to Duffy's Sports Grill. Catch all of the action at your favorite Duffy's location. They've got over 80 TVs in every single Duffy Sports Grill. You'll never miss a single pass, a slam dunk, a slap shot, or, hey, look, football season's coming up soon. Feels like it at least. You won't miss a touchdown. Plus, you can enjoy two-for-one drinks all day, every single day. It is the time Every time is a good time to go to Duffy Sports Grill, not only with the 80 TVs, not only with the award-winning burgers and wings, but also my favorite menu item, the one that I always get teased about, the mozzarella sticks or mozzarella sticks. However you want to say them, no matter how you say it out to the waitress or waiter, when they enter your mouth, oh, that's, that's nothing but deliciousness at first bite. Duffy Sports Grill, the place to be, the place to go. Duffy's, our game is always on. Stone, Jeanette, when we come back, we're spinning that wheel again, the wheel of topics. And not just that, we're going to, when we spin the wheel this time, maybe we introduce a little NFL talk on top of this GOAT talk here on Ken Levick Alive. That's Stone Labanowitz. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Back on the Thirsty Thursday, Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken LaVica Live. We've got the Dominican diva, Jeanette Javier, right to my left with the magic cap on and Stone yeah. Labanowitz on the ones and twos. How often do you rock the magic cap in studio? Is this a, is this a, I feel like at least once a month. Yeah, she's definitely allowed to wear it in here because when she goes out in public, the thing's got to come off. Actually, I've created a lot of conversation. Well, I, I mean, that, that makes sense. It what, doesn't make me feel any different. What kind of conversation? <laughs> it doesn't mean the conversation's good at all. Yeah. Sometimes it's been a little weird, yeah. Um, but like, oh, are you from Orlando? Oh, I like that old school Orlando Magic logo. It uh, is a beautiful also, logo. Nothing actually about the team, the state of the team. No, nothing. nobody knows about the Orlando Magic minus me probably in this area. I would be super impressed if somebody were like, oh my gosh, you know, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's great. You know, the Wagner brothers. Yeah. Oh, wow, marry me. 
Absolutely. Uh, so we know the key to Jeanette's heart. Just compliment the magic. Just compliment the magic off the rip. Yep, that would be great. That would be what compliment the magic and say Tom Brady's the goat, and you have uh, that's the easiest slide in Jeanette Javier's DM move ever. Oh hey, <laughs> Lord, have free game. Mercy. I'm giving it out here, I'm giving out the free game here. We're also hitting the wheel of topics on Ken Levick Live Stone. Can I get the wheel? Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. Ah, looks like we've landed on the NFL. Finally, people don't talk about the National Football League enough. It seriously needs some attention. I think you're right. Yeah, like these guys don't make enough money. You know, these guys don't get enough attention. They don't get enough media buzz. Let's do it right now. And NFL. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's coming soon. But speaking of coming soon, <clears throat> uh, the NFL, which kicks off obviously this fall, we've already got the schedule released. And we know one thing for sure. There's going to be some football this fall. But here's what I want to know from the Wheel of Topics. Which NFL matchup are you most looking forward mm. to? You know where I stand. I, I'm part of Chiefs Kingdom. I am a fan of the reigning champions in the National Football League. For one season. Uh, yeah, that's right. We won, we won last season. So, yes, for <laughs> one season, we won a championship. That's how Super Bowls work. You can and, only win one. And that's the first season you actually became a fan of them. Yeah, but I was born in Kansas, so I have birthrights to the Chiefs. <laughs> he enjoyed the Carolina Panthers before. I used to I used to flirt with them. That's my ex. Don't bring up my ex. The Chiefs might get you. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, don't bring up my ex. But I bring up your ex here, Jeanette? No. No. All right. So I'm a Chiefs Actually, fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm a Chiefs fan. We'll stick with that. And I believe right now in the NFL, the single greatest rivalry we have in the NFL today is Chiefs Bengals. We've had mayors get involved saying ridiculous proclamations. We've had multiple AFC championship games that have gone down to the wire. We have trash talking on both sides. We have one team, you know, actually winning Super Bowls, so you know that it matters. The Chiefs and Bengals are the single best rivalry in the NFL today. And the game I'm most looking forward to is New Year's Eve, December 31st. Such a good spot. Chiefs-Bengals, second slate game, a 425 kickoff. That one right there is going to be great, but it's not just going to be great because the football that's going to be played between two contenders in the AFC. There's been a lot of trash talk already this offseason. So here's where things started. Stone, do we have Joe Burrow? Here's where things started. Uh, this offseason at Bengals minicamp, a reporter asked Joe Burrow, who, of course, has had his history with Patrick Mahomes, has beat Pat Mahomes more times than Pat has beaten him. It's Patrick's dad. And apparently, yeah, according to the mayor and a lot of Bengals fans, he's Patrick Mahomes' father. He can be my daddy, too. Oh, all right. <laughs> there it is. Got two kids now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good, 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 good stuff, Joe. All right. Let me get recombobulated. Patrick Mahomes and I will call Joe Burrow daddy in separate ways, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a little differently uh, differently done there, a little different execution there. But here was Joe Burrow's response when an NFL reporter asked him who the best quarterback is in the NFL. He's the best in the world now. I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Pat. Tell somebody, tell somebody has a better year than, than he's had. Uh, he's the one to knock off. All right, so that's the correct answer. We can all agree that's the correct answer. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think so. 
You think so, Stone? Jeanette? Yes, I do. I'll agree. Tom Brady's retired, so you don't have to do that anymore. Are you just trying to make me cry? I'm just saying. Yes. Who's the Bucks quarterback, by the way? I don't know. We're going to get there in a second. I think it's Baker Mayfield. No, it's not. The myth. You're, wait. The legend. I think it's Baker Mayfield. So, so here we are. We have Joe Burrow on the record admitting Patrick Mahomes is the best because he won the Super Bowl and because he beat him in the playoffs. Right. Pat Mahomes is the best. We don't have to argue it. But then Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals, um, been teammates with Joe Burrow since college at LSU. So, of course, there's some unity there. Was asked a similar question, and here's how that went. Asked about the number one player in the NFL, with very little hesitation, you said Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. MVP. He said Pat. Who said Pat? Joe. Pat who? <laughs> Pat who? Jeanette. The disrespect. I, I was when I heard that. You know, and again. This is what you want, though, in sports, right? This is actually what you want as a fan, even as a Chiefs fan. Like, I was a little excited to see that quote. And as a fan, that we, like, because you guys both don't have a dog in the fight between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Like, this is what you want, right, Stone? It's 100% what you want. I, I think this one has the contention to be the most viewed NFL game in X amount of years. Let's go decade. Like, yeah. that's how much this buildup was. I think that when you think about that we're sitting June June 22nd. June. And, and this is what we're talking about. And it's worthy of even being spoken about, which I truly think it is. Like, this matchup is going to be on everybody's docket. New Year's Day, mm. recovering. Yeah. And you What's New to, Year's Eve? And New Year's Eve, even better. So getting ready to... Getting think. ready. Oh, so yeah. What time's the game? 425. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Like, that's, what you're, that's what you're watching while you're getting ready. 100%. And it's going to, to carry itself on into your festivities. I think that... There's not going to be a person not watching this game. So I'm all signed up for it. I think the entire football world is. I mean, come on. It's Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. Pat Mahomes, of course, had to hit him with a comeback. So when the Chiefs got their their Super Bowl rings, the second one, obviously, because Pat Mahomes is a two-time Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion, he, tw- he uh, posted a picture on Instagram and with the caption... That's who. Because Jamar Chase asked, Pat who? And then Pat Mahomes went, that's who. Is that a good one? I like it. It's such a good one. It's tough. It's cute. It's cute. It was so clean. It was so well executed. Almost so much so that I don't think Patrick Mahomes had. It was (laughs) his idea. Don't do it. Give my man some credit. I don't think it was his idea. But it was an awesome, awesome comeback. You honestly couldn't do it any better. It's it'll go down as a very similar meme when it's all said and done to Tom Brady holding up both of his hands and doing that. You know the rings barely yeah. fit on all these fingers. It's gonna go down as one of those, especially if Patrick Mahomes continues to win Super Bowls and continues to beat the Bengals. Well, don't worry about that. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. So, yeah, but, but it's a humbling moment. Remember, the Chiefs have lost the Super Bowl. They have. They won. They lost one. Uh huh. Two. They lost. They lost one. Two. To who? To who? I don't remember. That was so long ago. No, it wasn't. It was I have a Tom short-term Brady memory. Remember, I've only been a Chiefs fan for a year, so I'm actually one and oh, bef- oh, okay. <laughs> don't, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. I would do selective memory. How old? <laughs> you just turned 30 and you're already practicing selective memory? Oh, that's what I got to do. So here's what we'll do. <laughs> we'll stay on this topic. I do want to hear you guys' uh, best matchup, the matchup you're most looking forward to because everybody can't wait for football to kick off. But what game in particular are you uh, just, just chomping at the bit to watch? Um, we'll get to that and more when we come back here on Ken Levick Alive. And also, we're still taking 
your topics as well. 888-760-3776. Do you want NBA draft or are we going to go with ancillary NFL offseason talk on Killavica Live? 888-760-3776 as well as which game on the NFL slate are you most looking forward to coming up in the 2023 season? That's Donald Banowitz. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. Also, Michael Jordan. How much money did he make giving up his stake in the Hornets? I think Jordan's going broke, but not no more. We'll talk about that more. Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the goal of basketball. I think my goal of basketball is Paul George. So, you know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, I don't think those words went over the way that Brandon Miller projected number two overall pick in this upcoming NBA draft tonight. I don't think those words went over the way that they, he hoped they would. In fact, in fact, Stone, in fact, Jeanette, we've got some breaking news based on the NBA draft, based on that number two overall pick from the Charlotte Hornets. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. So, we know that the draft starts at number two tonight. Victor Wimbanyama will be selected number one overall by the San Antonio Spurs. The question is, who do the Charlotte Hornets pick at number two? Is it Scoot Henderson or is it Brandon Miller, who you just heard? Well, everybody's been saying it's going to be Brandon Miller. Shams, we got a Shams tweet. And this tweet, just 30 minutes ago, sources. Scoot Henderson is gaining serious momentum at number two with the Charlotte Hornets in tonight's NBA draft. The Hornets have been torn over the last week between Henderson and Brandon Miller. Team has final meetings today to settle on the decision. It might be Scoot. It might be Brandon Miller. None of this is good news for the Miami Heat who are hoping to get Dame Lillard somehow. But we do know, number two, the decision isn't made yet. And I'm sure Brandon Miller's comments on MJ not being the GOAT, on Paul George being the GOAT, there's no way that helped. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the reason is. And it's not very often you see a line jump like this or a complete 180 in the, the line. What's the line? So waking up in the morning, it was Brandon Miller to go second overall was minus 700. So 7-1 to one to get that done, you'd have to lay $700 to even win $100. Oh. Currently, oh. if you were to go bet it, if you were to walk up to the window with some cash trying to put a ticket in, it's Brandon Miller plus 450. So now Whoa. you're laying 100, getting paid out an extra $450. So you go from minus 700 to plus 450. I can do that. Doesn't happen very often. So what you're telling me is, based on the Vegas line, feels like scoot number two is is the most likely most likely go here. Yeah, again, turn of events. And as far as the reasoning, I don't know. You, you did jokingly say that Michael Jordan heard him talk about Paul George, heard him talk about the air balls and all the things that Michael Jordan does and all the trash he talks to. Maybe that's a reason. Maybe there's something other than that. I Do don't we know. have that sound? Interesting stuff. Brandon Miller talking about Michael Jordan airballing a free throw. We have that? Okay. The disrespect. Right. Like, Brandon Miller was talking out the side of his neck to the media, and I'm sure he was doing the same to Michael Jordan, which Jordan's a very competitive dude. We know that much. 
But, yeah, here's more pre-draft interview stuff with University of Alabama wing Brandon Miller projected to go number two overall, but now maybe projected to go number three overall after poking the bear that is Michael Jordan. Like they got Melo, Mark, all the other guys. I think Melo's a great passing point guard. Uh, I think with my scoring ability, I think that duo or trio would, would be great. Um, definitely, definitely, I, I definitely take pride on the defensive side. I think that, that could play a big part in just winning ball games at, in Charlotte. Um, and I can say working out in front of Michael Jordan, I think, I think all people would think I would be pressured because, you know, of course he's Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan was never the guy I grew up watching. Mm. Um, kind of grew up watching Paul George, so I think Michael Jordan was just a regular guy to me in the gym watching me work out. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely cool meeting him. Uh, he definitely sounds like how he sounds on TV, <laughs> always trash talking. So I just really had a, a fun time with him. But you also mentioned within that that he's just like he is on TV. He's talking trash. So that, what did he say to you? Uh, he, he told me I was just a shooter, <laughs> just shooting threes. Um, so I mean, it's nothing with him. I, I know I, I know my my talents and my abilities. Uh, you can't really let Jordan get in your head, you know. It, it might make him feel good and make you feel bad. So um, kind of talking trash back to him. I witnessed him airball the free throw too. Oh. So wait, so J always, Jordan airballed the yeah, free throw? I always have that. I always have that up against him. How did he? Was he having a, a free throw? Him. How did that happen? Was he having a contest? It's him just old. It's him just being old. Oh my god! Disrespectful. Like what's more disrespectful? The man who's about to put you on his team. Yeah. Well, not his team. Well, anymore. not his. Not any of them. Well, technically, he's the minority owner. The disrespect. Mm, mm, mm. The entitlement. Mm, mm, mm. You don't say that. You respect your elders. Respect thine elders. It's actually the man who built a dynasty in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, he, he hopes to have half as much success, a quarter as much success as Jordan. You think even jokingly he crossed the line? A hundred percent. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting because now the line changed. I don't think this actually... <laughs> Is he the reason? As hell. But it's happened pretty quickly and pretty severely. Well, here's the thing, too. Scoot Henderson is a dog. Like, Scoot Henderson, all year we thought was going to be the number two overall pick. Over the past month, Brandon Miller surpassed him because he's 6'9, because he can shoot it so well, because it's, it's a better, it's an easier bet to go with the 6'9 forward that can score and dribble and pass and shoot and do everything you want versus the 6'2 guard who struggles to shoot but is a great facilitator, great athlete. I get why Brandon Miller passed him up, but now Scoot's in the number two spot. Brandon Miller might be going to Portland. All of this spells bad for Heat fans like myself who hope that Dame Lillard becomes available, but we'll have to see. This, this is this is a, a wrecking ball. We'll see what happens tonight in the NBA draft. It's always fun catching some of the coverage there, but yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Michael Jordan took kindly to Brandon Miller's words, at least at that. Uh, when we come back here, we're going back to the wheel of topics. We're also we're also going to make sure that we touch on because I teased it earlier. We got to touch on Michael Jordan and how much he did actually make in becoming or selling his majority stake in the Charlotte own, uh, Charlotte Hornets um, because obviously he's been sitting on some uh, financial problems lately. Uh, we'll get to that and more and the wheel of topics when we come back on Ken Levick Alive. That's Don Labanowitz. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3.